You know how that guy says, if this becomes a nun bar, I'm out of here. They just got to name that bar, Bar Nun. (laughs) And they would get so much business from across the street. (laughs) Probably not a lot of tips. We have to go back. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Flashback Flicks Retro Movie Podcast. I'm Ricky. I'm Grayson. And today, we are getting back in the habit, in reverse, by reviewing the first Sister Act. And I know that's, like, maybe confusing as to why we did Sister Act 2 way before we did Sister Act, and now we're doing Sister Act. Well, it's because of a little horror film coming out called The Nun. Which is a prequel uh, to the Conjuring series. So in a lot of ways, mm. we mm-hmm. pre-planned this way before we even knew we pre-planned this. We would be remiss to do any other movie. Yeah. Yeah. Sound of Music, you will have your chance. Yes, but instead we are doing the movie that references Sound of Music. Yep. So, you know. Felt like felt like the stronger choice. Yeah. Yeah. And I think per minute more nuns <laughs> from what i remember yeah 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 now uh not to retread too much water if you would like to listen to our review of sister act two it is available wherever podcasts are found including some of our favorite places apple podcasts soundcloud and recently spotify so i will be repeating some stuff but i won't take too much time i'll take most of that time in this preamble so what started out as originally a vehicle for bet midler after she decided that her fans didn't want to see her wearing a habit they got Whoopi goldberg in this movie sister act which was released in 1992 following Dolores, played by Whoopi Goldberg, who witnesses her boyfriend, played by Harvey Keitel, murder someone, like most movies starring Harvey Keitel. Mm. Uh, And she enters witness protection and is forcibly inducted into an abbey as Sister Mary Clarence. Comedy ensues as this former Reno showgirl learns how to show these girls how to sing. Wow, that was so good. Thank you. I stayed up all night writing. (laughs) Uh, And with a budget of $31 million, the first Sister Act movie made $231 million worldwide, becoming the eighth highest grossing film in the world in 1992. And it sat at the number two spot for four weeks behind Lethal Weapon 3, Patriot Games, and Batman Returns. Oh. Yeah. I mean, they're all basically the same movie, right? Yeah. Uh, And and you've said this before, Grayson, that Lethal Weapon 3 is basically Batman Returns. I stand by that comment. (laughs) So uh, a couple of fun facts about uh, the very first Sister Act movie. So the cast members would often stay in their nun outfits and wander off the set uh, to pull pranks at the casinos, bars, and clubs in Reno. Uh, specifically, uh, Catherine Najimi and Wendy uh, McKenna told a story where they once ordered wine and fries to their hotel room and answered the door in their nun outfits with a loud X-rated material playing in the background just oh to mess with the hotel staff. 
I don't know what to do with that fact. <laughs> that's that's uh that's the kind of thing that they did. And uh, I found out that the order of nuns in the film that are being portrayed as are kind of Carmelite nuns. Mm-hmm. Um, that they actually bear closer appearance to that of the sisters of Saint Joseph of the Third Order of Saint Francis. Uh, members of the real life order no longer wear the traditional habit. Wow. Where where was the continuity check on that? I I, I don't know. I think it might be a um a generational like after the movie they no longer wear the habit. Oh yeah. Kind of distance themselves from it. I yeah, they do mention the Carmelite nuns in one specific scene. I think they only say it once, and it's when they're looking for Whoopi Goldberg in the Reno Casino. Oh, Reno Casino. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Reno it Casino. Rhymes. Hashtag Reno Casino. <laughs> um, but that's I I didn't know what they were referring to, so that makes sense. So that's the specific order that's being portrayed here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And kind of double dipping in some fun facts from Sister Act 2, um, I did want to remind you guys that um, Whoopi Goldberg was actually very unhappy making the first film and uh, actually only agreed to make the sequel after Disney agreed to finance her dream project, Serafina. And um, it's surprising to see because she seems like she's having the best time in this movie. Yeah, except uh, she is playing a character who is forced to do stuff she doesn't want to do and like have a good time doing it. So if she ever had to have a character study, like this would be the best conditions <laughs> to not want to do a movie but still do it. I mean, later on, uh, she has enjoyed the role and the legacy in fact there is a broadway production of sister act and in the london version whoopi goldberg came on as mother superior uh, for a short run in london and i think that that's great because you know the teacher becomes the student the, st- the student becomes the understudy <laughs> After the teacher says you need to learn a lesson. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, last little fun fact, just again, double dipping from the other episode. Uh, Dolores slash Sister Mary Clarence was partially inspired by a real life nun. Uh, as part of the research, the screenwriter Paul Rednick visited the Regina Laudis Abbey in Bethlehem, Connecticut to meet Mother Dolores Hart. Uh, Hart had been a Hollywood actress, singer, and dancer starring in movies such as Where the Boys Are and King Creole. Though she left the industry to become a nun when she was 24, she is a voting member of the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Science to this day. Interesting. Did you tell me that in the Sister Act 2? I did. Sure did. Oh, man. It's like I'm hearing it for the first time. <laughs> One fun fact is that the dog's name is Al Finney. <laughs> I had to double check that because I was like, is that like the name of the Wrangler? The dog? No, the dog itself, Al Finney. And a fun fact connection to other episodes of the podcast. Uh, we may have mentioned this before, but uh, Sister Mary Robert has appeared as the mom in Airbud. Uh, you have Kathy Najimi as one of the Sanderson sisters in Hocus Pocus. And uh, Maggie Smith, uh, most notably on the podcast, as Wendy in Hook. Yeah. So it's 
It's a real Avengers of 90s <laughs> uh, characters going on here in, uh, in what did we watch? Sister Act. Yeah. <laughs> I'd also like to add uh, Harvey Keitel from Reservoir Dogs. That's true. And, that is uh, true. And Bill Nunn, though we haven't reviewed this movie yet, um, Bill Nunn, I know him as Radio Rahim from Do the Right Thing, but you might know him as Robbie from Spider-Man, the 2002 era Spider-Man. He is oh. the uh, he's the reporter who uh, always had uh, Peter Parker's back when uh, MJ, not MJ, when... Uh, J. Jonah Jameson was always firing him. He's like, you got good chops, kid. Nice. What was that audition like for this movie with Bill Nunn, where he's like, if I can't book this, I can't book this anything. This will be my it- last film. I really do think they're just like, all right, Bill Nunn, uh, he's all, he's in, right? We yeah. don't we don't need to. We cast based on last names, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bring in Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs> So those are our fun facts. Now let's go ahead and get into our reactions. Now, as I've mentioned before in the other podcast, hopefully the last time I'll reference the other podcast, it won't be. Um, this I've never seen the first Sister Act. This is my first time oh, really? watching the first Sister Act. My uh, middle school played Sister Act 2 um, like it was going out of the habit. Mm-hmm. And we watched Sister Act 2 so much that that became my staple. Like I never until today had the desire or like need to see it because of the opening number the opening number tells you all right here's what happened in the first movie like i uh i i I felt that i had seen everything i needed to see but i didn't i saw so much more in this movie had none to spare it really does add it having watched sister act two recently and then watching Sister Act, you you realize because of that opening number in Sister Act 2 that this watched out of order really just provides more flavor for the characters uh, and works like an origin story, much like The Nun in theaters. <laughs> sponsor now, sponsor. But it's, uh, so I, I guess it's kind of like an origin story then to Sister Act 2. Like, like most firsts are in <laughs> a movie duo. I, um, it's probably been 20 years since I've seen this movie. It was a really long time. So when I watched Sister Act 2, I needed that recap. It still did not remind me of everything that happens in this movie. And I think because of that, I, I really enjoyed rewatching this movie. I, I would dare say, Ricky, mm-hmm. I liked it better than Sister Act 2. I almost agree with you. Sister Act mm. 2 is just so deeply programmed in my DNA. I I can't verbally say it. But, I mean, this movie had me... I, I was just smiling the whole time. Um, I, that guy I, got shot, just whole, smiling. Ear to ear. It, yeah. it was great. Mm-hmm. Um, but, no, seriously, I, I, re- I thought the performance was great. I thought Whoopi Goldberg. I could not imagine anyone else in that role. Um and I will later make myself a liar when I recast her. Uh, but I just, I just thought that she was the perfect choice, and that her reaction and everyone's reaction to her was just so great. And 
I just I was just having fun like with the premise and everything. I was just like, I, I'm here. I'm here for the ride. Buckle me in. I'm I'm here for the whole roller coaster. It was just so so fun. Who's riding half a roller coaster? <laughs> That's a one way trip. <laughs> I think it's called a train. <laughs> yeah, but I, I really enjoyed it. And um, I mean, if me liking Sister Act and you liking Sister Act Two is the first thing we've ever disagreed on, then. I think we're doing all right. I think we're doing pretty okay. I was I was like moved by um, the story between Mother Superior and Sister Mary Clarence. Like her whole thing of like I'm an old relic, I can't do anything, and uh, Sister Mary Clarence being like, "No, I mean you can. You just have to be willing to like get out there and like not just." hide these uh hide the nuns from the world but like have the nuns like help out and i just it was heartwarming i just thought it was really sweet and i liked it a lot (laughs) yeah there are a lot of really great relationships in this and i think that's what moves the movie forward i did not remember that the whole thing about the singing doesn't happen until the midpoint no that's like mid act two because when i think of sister act way back when it was all about the singing and that's that's the the stuff that stays with you and so and i was like oh man they're 45 minutes into this and i they haven't been singing i was like oh wow but they build all that backstory so that when they start that it's more meaningful i i just that surprised me re-watching this like i i love that the premise of sister act like only really works the strongest in the first movie like her pretending to be a nun in the second movie, doesn't have the same stakes as the first one. Um, yeah. But I love that literally the whole premise behind the movie is like, they're never going to look for you in a nunnery. Like, what are the chances? <laughs> like, I just love how that's just his logic. And I feel like that should show up more in pop culture. I feel like more people should be trying to hide away witnesses in, uh, in different convents. And if that is the case, I feel like part of me wants to imagine that that is a real tactic that police have used. And they're like, they gave it away! So many nuns are at risk because of this movie! Do you realize what you've done? Nun, 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 nun! Ed Cannon! Ed Cannon! Well, that musical jingle can only mean one thing. It's time for reasons to recommend. No, it's time for headcanon. It's time for sandwiches. <laughs> uh, headcanon is a part of the show where we share with you unique ideas about the movie and untold stories based on evidence provided by the film. Mine's real simple. All right. Is that this is... The same Harvey Keitel from no. Pulp Fiction. He's the wolf. He is the wolf. This is how he got caught. Because he walks away scot-free at the end of Pulp Fiction. And Los Angeles is not that far from Reno. So he got all mixed up with all the the uh, John Travolta and Samuel L. Jackson shenanigans. And the, the uh, Quentin Tarantino with the good coffee. And then he got out of town. And it's also possible that he was only in town for, like, the wedding or whatever, or the funeral, whatever he was there oh. for. Remember, he was, like, dressed up for something nice. I don't know. We need to do Pulp Fiction again. But I uh, – did we ever do Pulp Fiction? Nope. 
or we should do Pulp Fiction the first time. That's right. Yep. We did Reservoir Dogs. Anyway, that he is uh, he's in town from Reno because they only call him the Wolf. Like, that's obviously not his given name. He's not the F. Wolf or whatever it is. Uh, Franklin is is probably his middle name. But I, uh, yeah, I think it's the same character. Life of Crime, Harvey Keitel. They seem to go hand in hand. Uh, and so it's just, it invites the comparison. Yeah. Yeah. What'd you have, Ricky? Well, I had something not as good as that. Um, I was going to say he was from another Tarantino movie and say he's from Reservoir Dogs. Yours holds up way better. I mean, there's always the chance, and I think we did this in Reservoir Dogs, that they all connect. Yeah, he's a different character. I mean, they lead you to believe that he's a different character, but... If you watch it chronologically, and maybe this doesn't work out because you just said a thing and I'm coming up with a follow-up. But if it starts with uh, it starts with Pulp Fiction, mm-hmm. we see him there. We follow him back to Reno. All this happens. He goes to jail, does his time, and gets out. Then the events of Reservoir Dogs happen. Uh, and he's made all of those connections like in jail and previous jobs and things like that. He's fallen from grace from his Reno days, but we get to see like his third act in uh, Reservoir Dogs. I think you could stitch that together. Yeah. What really gets thrown off is when you invite the short-lived time travel series Life on Mars, where he was also in it. Except I think he played a police officer. That's the thing. He either plays criminals or like grizzled cops. It's like pick a side, man. <laughs> like Mean Streets. He's great in Mean Streets too. It's very, very similar vibe. There's a lot of these. Not same vibe as Sister Act. Same vibe as the other ones. Oh man, I was hoping it was the same vibe as Sister Act. Yeah, a lot of singing. <laughs> Someday, Ricky, you mark this. Don't mark Sister Act 2. Mark the Sister Act episode. Okay. Someday, when we do Blues Brothers, we will make this headcanon connection and bring it all the way back. But it has been a while since I've seen Blues Brothers, and I cannot speak on it too intelligently at this moment. But you remember, we have nuns now. And oh yes, we will have nuns again. Done and done. I will remember this, Grayson. Mark my words. Nay, inscribe them upon your mind. <laughs> All right, now we're going to go into the part of the show where we like to talk about recast and remakes. Recast, remake. If this movie were to be remade today, which there have been talks about a reboot, who would you cast? What would the storyline be? And if you would change the medium at all, you know. Talk about it. Now, Grayson, Mm -hmm. I took a listen to our previous podcast, so I decided to come up with a brand new headcanon. Oh, that's great. Uh, Not headcanon, because that's dumb. Uh, Brand new recast, okay? I didn't do that, so I might have the same. I might not. Last time, I thought that uh, Tahari uh, P. Henson or Viola Davis would be really great um, in the role of, you know, Mm -hmm. Assistant Mary Clarence. But yeah, you know yeah. what? Well, I really couldn't shake um, Keaton Thompson. 
as, Co- as Dolores? As Dolores. Oh man. Keenan Thompson. I actually, yeah. Like in in drag, basically, the whole movie just as as her. Or maybe not even that. Just like, listen, there's a last place they're gonna find you. It's in a convent. I mean, that is some deep cover. Yeah. I I had Keenan in my recast, but as Detective Eddie. Oh. And then good. for Dolores, I had Leslie Jones. Oh, yeah. 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 I, I thought that's a really strong pairing. Leslie Jones would be the one. Yeah. That's great. I like it. Yeah. Who else do you have? What else you got? <laughs> um, I really think that just as far as other uh, people who I love to see as nuns, I think that... Uh... <laughs> Dear Diary, here's all the people I'd like to see as nuns. So uh, Nassim Pedrad, I think, uh, would be a really mm. great nun, specifically... Um, as a role of um, Sister Mary. Mary Robert. Yeah, Sister Mary Robert. Yeah. I think this should be great. Um, yeah. And then I would love to see from Orange is a New Black fame um, and also uh, Star Trek, I want to say Voyager. Captain Janeway. Captain Janeway. Uh, Kate Mulgrew. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think that she would be a great mother superior yeah yeah that's really strong casting thank you thank you for mary patrick uh kathleen and jimmy's character i had rebel wilson she could do a great job and then mary robert i had ellie kemper which i kind of feel like is what i said before but who knows there's no way of knowing and then for harvey Keitel's character i don't know why but i put nick cage in this movie caged wisdom i don't know why i did it but i was like man nick cage would be really interesting he would be like you'd have no idea what was going to happen maybe he's going to get away with it yeah you know maybe and then mother superior i had betty white yes yeah that's the choice yeah i feel like if we if we took the cast of pitch perfect yeah because you know people singing I think that that whole cast could be really good like anna camp anna kendrick britney snow um mm. Haley Steinfeld oh, um yeah Esther Dean Hannah May Lee um and now Are I'm you just... doing this from memory oh uh, just off the top of my head uh <laughs> Shelly Regner wow um, I I actually agree I think that'd be a really strong cast and you could set it in the sister act uh premise and call it pitch prefect Okay, Google, what is a prefect? Does that joke work? Does it make sense? Am I just quoting Harry Potter? Let's see. A prefect is, in some schools, a senior student authorized to enforce discipline. (laughs) It doesn't make any sense in this context. Um, So I'm going to do the joke again. (laughs) And I'm going to say, Ricky, I I love that casting. I think it would be great to take all of them and put it in the sister act premise and call it pitch pontiff. All right. Google pontiff <laughs> to see if that joke worked. Let's see. Let's see. A pontiff, pontiff. Um, is the Pope. Okay. Great. It works. <laughs> Let's go with that one. See, I would go with, um, mm-hmm. I'd go with sister act 
colon conventional wisdom. Oh. Because it would be about them in the convent. Basically, imagine almost like a prequel or like a sequel to like after Sister Mary Clarence has like like made her impact, a new wave of nuns come through. Mm. Like yeah. nuns in the 21st and a half century of what what are they what kind of nun antics are they gonna get into uh i mean you could just set it in the same kind of college setting as pitch perfect and call it sorority sister act Ooh, grayson you just gave me the best fuel ever we call it sister act two nuns of the new age Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh man. Uh, hey, uh, Hollywood, you're writing this down. Uh, we are just, we are just giving you uh, the next franchise, the uh, next seven Sister Act movie titles. Yeah. Also, if you're looking for another prequel, I would love to see the story of Mother Superior and how she came to power at the nunnery, and uh, it can be a horror film directed by Darren Aronofsky. You get Jennifer Lawrence to play Mother Superior. She, this is too scary. This is this is too scary. I would really love to see. Uh, I think the Mother Superior one um, would just be Maggie Smith. It would be called Sister Act. No, it would be called it would, it would be called None of That a Sister Act story. Um, but you should <laughs> none see. Of that. You should see how I'm spelling none. Uh, I actually, I really do think if they did a Sister Act series, basically kind of in the style of what most successful 90s properties had, uh, a spinoff series that only loosely resembles the movie premise, uh, but it's Sister Act, but she just, she does stay at the convent and she just stays there. It would be largely Sister Act 2 extended edition. And I just think that, Nun antics would just be fun, um, hmm. and hmm. I would just love like basically it would be uh, the Brooklyn Nine Nine of nun shows. Oh yeah, no that that'd be good. That'd be good. That'd be good. I'd like to see a documentary on nuns called March of the Penguins. It's just narrated by Morgan Freeman. You should see how he's spelling penguins. Should see I'm spelling Morgan Freeman. <laughs> but enough of that nonsense. Um, let's go into our final segment. Oh my gosh. Should see how he's spelling nonsense. <laughs> Where we give you our reasons to recommend. So, Grayson, uh, why would you recommend uh, Act One of Sister Act? Because I laughed so hard, I bruised my larynx. <laughs> Dash Grayson. Um, I would recommend Sister Act because it's a really strong premise. It's a, a unique premise. I I don't really recall. I feel like the going and witness protection uh, idea was used quite a bit in this time, but this was the most successful one. And... Um, they really got a lot of mileage out of it. And I think it's because they have so many opposing forces in the story that it just keeps moving it forward. You have the the internal opposing forces of the old versus new uh, within the convent. You also have the um, 
the the mob, external forces. You have the police that want one thing. They're fighting each other. They're also having uh, uh, conflict with Dolores. So you have all of these different like webs of force that are are kind of strung together, and it it moves every scene along. That's why every scene just feels really interesting, um, and they they really do a good job at. Uh, making it funny, but also making it have uh, a good level of dramatic conflict without making it feel melodramatic. Um, and so the balance is really nice there. Um, it's also just a really fun uh, movie for the music. It has really funny bits like the combo prayer bit where she's just mashing together a bunch of famous prayers or like the fake Latin or the Beatles joke when she was a kid. Like it has a lot of really good bits that are funny on paper, but then also give us information about the character. Um, So they do uh, a really nice job building out each of these characters uh, with comedic value, um, but they also feel fairly grounded. And, we don't get a ton of backstory about Mother Superior, but even she is able to be, at some stages, an antagonist, at other stages, a mentor. Uh, but you learn about her, I feel like, a lot in one line that she says, where she says, these robes no longer protect our sisters, the walls do. Mm-hmm. And you think, well, something happened. Like, this is not the kind of stance that you just make up, like, she has depth to her, even if we don't have specifics. And they do that uh, for a lot of different characters in this. Just the way that they speak, the references they make. Like Sister Mary Lazarus, she, she says, like, she refers to them as the feds, which is a very, like, specific way of talking. Like, oh, I wonder what she did before she came, you know, to here to the convent. So um, the dialogue is really strong. The the dramatic structure is really strong, and it's just a really funny uh, family movie. So that's why I would recommend Sister Act. Absolutely, I feel like for me, I'd recommend the I would recommend the original Sister Act because um, you really do get the heart of Sister Mary Clance's relationship with the nuns, mm-hmm. and you it really like it's it's such a it's an even more heartwarming story. You know, Grayson, I think I think you convinced me. I think I do like the original Sister Act yes. better than Sister Act 2 because Sister Act 2, I think, delivered on the music way. Like, the music will still always hold a special uh, place in my heart because I was a young child uh, mm-hmm. when I saw that movie. So I related to those characters a lot. But this movie really... Uh, is such a uh, a heartwarming story about uh, a story of acceptance and love, accepting people who are very different from you and come from a different background and still having that kind of sisterhood. And uh, pun always intended, what mm-hmm. better story mm-hmm. of someone who was double-crossed Whoa. to then... <laughs> To then cross the bridge over, land the plane into a sisterhood that was bar none. They truly were sister act. So that's our review of 1992 Sister Act. Let us know your fond memories of Sister Act on Twitter. We are at Flashback Flicks, and we would love to just know what your favorite moment is, your favorite quote, 
maybe even your favorite song of Sister Act. Sister Act 1, though. Sister Act 2? Never heard of it. I'd also like to know what song you would like done in the Sister Act style. Because they, they cover a lot of songs. Yeah. If they did it today, I, I think they would be uh, they, they would have quite a lot to draw from. Oh, man. To choirify the song. And it would mean a great deal if you uh, would leave us a review letting people know that this is the podcast. Um, I know I've made the none other pun, but um, let's see what we got. We have uh, none other. It's all right, Ricky. You can make it. Because what I realized at the end of Sister Act 1 is that they had a wealth of nun puns that they didn't know what to do with. So they just put them on a bunch of fake magazines and newspapers. It's like, well, you couldn't fit these into the dialogue, so you just put them on the magazine. Got it. Okay, no, I I respect it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm trying to think of a good nun pun, but uh, I'm just, it's really a bad habit of mine. Oh, you did it. It took me a second, but you did it. I got it. Oh, I bruised my larynx again. (laughs) Gazoon type. But yes, on a scale of uh, one to five, habits how would you rate this review mm. one habit is, is pretty sad and alone five habits you got a choir going yeah seven habits you are a highly effective person <laughs> well done and be sure to tune in next time right here on the flashback flicks retro movie podcast until then remember to be kind and rewind Next time on the Flashback Flicks Retro Movie Podcast. Get to the chopper! So you can make the in-flight movie, which will be Predator, the 1987 version. I need to clarify that because there are so many Predator movies out. They still show movies inside helicopters? Mm-hmm. A cho- mm. Yeah, yeah. One of those uh, classic in-flight chopper movies. How long is that helicopter ride? <laughs>